Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, everyone. Dwight Beal here with Kevin Crawford. It's our last day of the week. It's Friday, September 9, and we have been talking about a slightly new approach to the podcast this week. Kevin, tell us or encourage us on how to approach this in the next three months. Yeah, we're doing this new Bible reading plan, looking at from Genesis to Revelation, kind of you could say from garden to garden, God's redemptive plan, the meta-narrative of the story of God. So we're going to be reading sometimes on days larger chunks of Scripture. So just a reminder, encourage you and challenge you to read those passages. Um, there's a little more onus upon you, the listener, mm-hmm. uh, and responsibility. So uh, we want to equip and empower you to be in God's Word. Uh, you might not feel like you should be, uh, but just do it. There's times my kids don't want to take the terrible cough medicine Mm-hmm. Um, because it tastes bad. I'm not saying God's word tastes bad. It's actually sweeter than the honey to our lips. But we just got to ingest it. Mm. We got to put it into our system because, mm-hmm. like yesterday, the evil one wants to twist it and deceive us. Yeah. Uh, and then just to walk through those three questions for your own heart. Yeah. What did we learn about God? What do we learn about ourselves or humanity? And if this is true, how do I want to obey it or walk this out today? Right. And as we talked about Monday, I think, Monday or Tuesday, how this discovery Bible method, part of its brilliance is that anybody can do it. That's right. Right? Yeah. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be a mature Christian to lead a Bible study with this method. Right. right? Simple, reproducible, and transferable. Right. So if you're in middle school, you could do this with your friends. In high school, in a college dorm room, in your neighborhood, you could have people over for a meal and say, hey, we're just going to read this passage, and let's just unpack these three questions. Right. So it's a great tool yep. uh, to in our tool belt mm-hmm. to be disciples that make disciple-makers yep. in the everyday stuff of life. Yep. And I experienced this myself on, let's see, it was about a month ago. I had some relatives in from all over the country, some of whom are devout believers, some of whom are not Mm -hmm. necessarily, and uh, we gathered on Sunday morning to do house church, and we just read some passages out of Psalm 51, and then I just threw these questions out. Great. And it was awesome. Yeah. And not not everybody in the room spoke up, Mm -hmm. but some that I didn't expect to speak up did. Yeah. You know, and like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's accessible to anybody at whatever point you are in, the, in your faith journey. Right. So, yeah. And I've, you know, I was in Ecuador actually, and with a group of pastors and some uh, business leaders, and I was talking to this guy from Texas and he's like, would you have any recommendations for an, the next study for this guy's group? I just have a bunch of guys and we sit in my backyard and drink bourbon and smoke cigars. Um, but what's the, you know, next John Eldridge. And again, nothing against the, uh, using a book or a study. Right. But I felt like he was dependent upon it. Right. Um, and if you don't get, you know, when you're rehabilitating from something, if you don't get off the crutches and use it yourself, you can't walk yourself. Right. And so I said, hey, why don't you try this? And I heard back, and he's doing a great thing. And the same That's thing cool. with a mom from Ohio. She's leading a study of high school kids. She was looking for the next thing. I'm like, why don't you try this? And it's really just a 
again, it's a tool. It's not the way to study the Bible, it's, but it's a way to bring freedom into the everyday people of, I love study it. it. I love it. Well, today our passage is Genesis 3, verses 14 to 24, and we're, we're only going to hit portions of it. We're going to do verses 14 and 15, and then we're going to jump ahead to verse 20 to 24. So hopefully you will have read the whole passage already. Uh, yep. So you'll kind of know the guts of it, uh, even if we don't hit all of it That's right. here in this reading. So you want to go ahead and... Yeah, I'll read it for us today. Okay. Genesis 3, verses 14 and 15 to start. The Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and above all the beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and woman and between your offspring and her offspring. You shall bruise, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Going down to verse 20. The man called his wife named Eve because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for Eve, or for his wife, garments of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now lest he reach out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat it and live forever. Therefore the Lord sent him out of the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man, and at the east of the garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. That's God's word. Mm. Again, Genesis 1 through 3, very foundational things for yep. the whole narrative right. of how we're created, the result of our fall, mm-hmm. and the rest of the story is how God's... The redemption story. redemptive story from yep. this chapter until the culmination in Revelation, God is working a story yep. and painting a picture to redeem and rescue a people for himself. Yep. So where do we see in this God, who's the main character in this story, glimpses of redemption? Yeah. So that kind of goes to our first question, why discover about God? Yeah. And so um, in verse 15, it says, He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Uh, a little nerding out again. Yep. Um, you know, theologians call this the proto-evangelicon, meaning the precursor to the good news. Mm. Um, and the reality is that he, the first he in that in verse 15, shall bruise your head, meaning Jesus will crush the serpent's head. Mm. And you, the, the, the serpent, will bruise the heel, just strike a mere wound to him. Mm. So it's this forecast of what is to come. So at the very beginning of the curse is the redemption. Wow. A, a, a glimpse of the a redemption. A glimpse, yes. There is hope in the curse of the fall of humanity, mm. that he'll be crushed. Right. That's so, so cool. So yeah, what are what's something from this passage you discovered about God or something that's hit you about him or discovered? Yeah. One is just that God has authority over the servant, over mm-hmm. the serpent, i.e. the, the devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there are consequences for him. Yeah. 
and consequences for our own sin as well, but that God is a redeemer and that he's already putting things in motion to make things right. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. And I didn't, I didn't know about these. I didn't know. What, what did you call it? The, You're going to make me say the word, and I'm not proto-evangelicon, I believe. The it. proto-evangelicon. Never heard that. So thanks for uh, giving us that little nerd out moment. Uh, but that's cool. It's a precursor to the good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. And then another thing that, you know, I'm sure someone else brought this to my attention uh, a few years ago, but just in giving, uh, putting garments of skin mm-hmm. over Adam and Eve. Yes. Blood was shed from an animal yep. to put the, that covering mm-hmm. over them to cover their shame. It's that's another precursor to yeah. the cross, right? Yep, because it is the atonement, the covering of the blood of Christ, and that blood is you know you see that then in the Passover, blood is shed so that death passes over. Yeah, and then not obvious, but. Jesus shed his blood, and mm-hmm. the atonement is a covering of our sin. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the things you... Going back to God having power over the devil mm-hmm. and cursing him, I think we live in a day and age or even seasons of our own life that we believe that there's almost these two equal opposing powers. Right. You know, There's sort of tugging war back yeah, and forth. Yeah, like, who's going to win, you know? Like... Uh, but this, we know the end of the story. Mm-hmm. We know who existed before all time, like we saw on Monday. Yeah, we know the end of the story. We see the power over, and so um, there's no reason to worry. Mm. But to acknowledge there's a battle. Yeah, you know. But you know, when you're watching an Avengers movie, you're not like, I don't know if Iron Man's gonna, you know, like if they're gonna win. <laughs> right. Is Batman gonna win? You know, like we know the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know the end of our story. So, you know, another thing we discover about God in this passage is that um, just very intentional. Um, you know, at the very end, he kicks them out. Like, he brings about justice. Mm-hmm. He can't have um, sin. This is a, you know, I think we even wrestled with this a few weeks ago personally, just like, can sinful people be in his presence? Well, he pushed them out of the garden to protect them so they wouldn't take the tree of eat out of the tree of life. Um, but then he puts these cherubim, these large uh, angels, like mm-hmm. mighty angels, and then these flaming swords that separates the dwelling place of God in the garden, and now humanity's out of that. Mm-hmm. The next time that shows up in the grand story is the Ark of the Covenant. Cherubim are over the Ark, and they're also sewn, these cherubim are sewn into the curtain that separates the holy of holies of where God dwells in the tabernacle or the tent yeah. and where people. So they looked in the garden at these cherubim. God lives there, his presence. Then when the tabernacle came about, his presence. So there's a separation. Mm. And the only way we could go in was by the shed blood, right? Yeah. The priest every year. Yeah. And then when Jesus shed his blood, what happened to the curtains? It was ripped from top to bottom. Ripped from top to bottom. Re-entrance, access hmm. back into the dwelling place of God, hmm. into the presence of God, an intimacy um, for all people, and so, and then that intimacy will be even more greater. That's probably not proper English, but hmm. let's just roll with it. 
uh, when we will see him face to face and he will be our God face to face in the new heavens and the new earth and the new Jerusalem. So that's just even a, a picture that as we look at this meta story of God, like he did this, but he's also, he's setting up something. So right. we understand his holiness. We understand the the beauty and the privilege of the access mm-hmm. back into his presence through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I love it. So a little nerd out there, but I get excited about it because it's like, there's, he paints these pictures. Right. So we understand the depth and breadth of his love and the, in the greatness of Jesus' sacrifice. Right. So what did, what did you learn about yourself or humanity? Um, I'm glad I'm not a woman to has to give childbirth. We didn't read that passage. I'm just joking. <laughs> Sorry, Dwight. <laughs> we didn't read that part. But what did I learn? I went from a very serious thing to, you know. <laughs> it's uh, all good, man. Um, what I learned about myself from this passage, um, I actually didn't write anything down for that. I forgot to. But I would say in this moment um, that the, the passages that we didn't read from that there is a brokenness mm-hmm. because of the fall. Yeah. And life is difficult yep. because of the sin in humanity and my sin. Um, it's just broken. Yeah. And it will be difficult. Yeah. But there is a redeemer. So I discovered about myself is that the reason my body aches, the reason things are difficult is because of sin in humanity, this cancer that's permeated everything. Right. Um, and yeah, that's why it's just hard. Yep. Yep. How about for you? Same thing. I I just wrote here, we we now live under the curse and the consequences of sin. Mm. And life is hard. Work is hard. The ground we till is hard. You know, there's weeds, you know, I don't know if I, if you ever experienced this, but, uh, a few years ago I was, I was weeding around my house and I had let it go for a long time, and the weeds were had taken over. Oh yeah, and their their the root systems had burrowed throughout the ground and had just created a huge mess. Yeah, and it took me days to to separate the weeds from the stuff that I wanted to protect, and <clears throat> and I was just sort of it just hit me, you know that that this is a sign of the fallen world, you know? And Jesus Jesus even gives a parable, you know, yeah. of, of the, you know, the sower and the weeds and, and the, the farmer's like, where do these weeds come from? And, right. and he's like, an enemy did this. Yeah. You know? Came in the middle of the night. And, um, but so the, the ground that we till is hard and then we die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're still going to, even though we have a redeemer who, who, who reversed the curse of sin, mm-hmm. uh, we're still physically going to die, which is a consequence of the fall. Right. You know, but thank God that we will live forever through Christ, you mm-hmm. know, um, and in our new bodies and the new heaven and the new earth. But uh, yeah, just that life is hard, but God mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. And that kind of does answer a little bit of the question is, if this is God's word for me today, how will I obey? Yeah. Or we can also say, what is the perspective we need to have on life? You know, because sometimes we don't always need to 
exact obedience. Yes, mm-hmm. we should always be listening to God's word and obeying it, but sometimes it's the obedience is a proper perspective yeah. on life. Yep. So we can walk in that. Yeah. So is there anything that hit you as far as obedience? Just kind of reiterating the same thing, just embracing the reality that life is hard, but that God is good mm-hmm. and that he has made a way to cover my shame and my sin and that one day he's going to make it all right. That's great. I think we should end on that. Yeah? Amen. <laughs> okay. Can't can't build on that? No, can't build on that. Uh, so it's great to be with you this week, Dwight. Hey, you too, Kevin. Yeah, and we hope that this series of the podcast, that for these next three months, is a blessing to you and encouragement and challenging you to walk in the ways of Jesus and to be in his word during this season. Amen. God bless you. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.